Like what? Like a little weird gremlin man. You can just twirl, twirl it while you're podcasting to people. Oh, okay. I, I hit record. I was just, I really want, I really want <laughs> to get to talk about gremlin moustache twiddly things on the, on the show. So, hey guys, welcome to the Shoes and Biscuit podcast. Um, I'm Al, and I, as you've just heard, that's D. How's it going? You all right? Hello. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, are, are you sure it's good? Because uh, we, we heard about the car. Well, oh God, don't, don't. So for anyone who follows us on Twitter, you would have seen um, a video of my drive totally washed away. Um, and it didn't, it didn't look too bad on video. It was way better. The video didn't really do it justice to them saying, the car never made it to the end. Uh, the power steering went and then the batteries now failed and the whole, and I live in the middle of the stick. So when we're in, we talk about lockdown, I am now severely locked down. I cannot go anywhere unless I'm walking locally. So. <laughs> they've, put, they've, they've put baby in the corner. There you go. That's what they, they have. They have. I'm not happy. Oh, bless you. Uh, I've got to say, actually, I've got to commend you on, because uh, D has taken over our Twitter, because I am awful with Twitter, right? I'm all right with it for Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I write a lot of emails, you know? I, I'm kind of busy all the time, but Twitter, I'm useless at. So I was like, D, do I Twitter? And it's just blown up. So well done. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. I, I do have one issue with it, though. Sometimes when I'm on, I have to check which account I'm on. <laughs> and I'm going to comment on something, and I'll be like, "Oh no, I'm on the biscuit. No, no, no." <laughs> I can imagine what the f, Margaret. Like <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm doing. Like, stop being such a Karen. It's like, oh, can't do that on biscuit. No, no, no we, we can't. We can't. Uh, anyway, our guest today, joining us, a second show for our open studios, is Matt, um, aka Ease the Artist. Um, thank you so much for joining. Us. Was that right? Yeah, no, you got it spot on. Spot on. Fantastic. Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not informed today. I was kind of like going, "Where's D? D isn't on the chat. Where is she?" And I hadn't sent the link yet. So I was. This, this is the kind of mode I'm in today. Yeah, I, I was waiting for the link to be sent, and I was thinking, "I wonder if Al's okay. What's going?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens with me today. I don't know. Uh, Matt, thank you very much for joining us. Um, so, um, do you want to explain to people sort of what it is you do, uh, and uh, we can sort of get into that then. Yeah, I just, I make music, I make rap music and uh, um, I put words together and I put them over a beat is pretty much what I do and just try and tell stories along the way. I've been listening to you, but it is phenomenal. You don't just make music, Thank you, you. Make great music. Um, Thank you. I want to say thanks to Shane for sort of putting this together because I'm always excited to speak to, to musicians and artists. And uh, we, we spoke to, um, uh, D, what's his name? Um crispy there you go crispy he spoke yeah. to him oh crispy yes yes crispy. we spoke to him last year because um uh there was the uh drop the mic um uh the uh the yes that's don't the one rap battles. There, yeah, you go. Don't fly. there you go there you go i got there in the end yeah we, was, <laughs> we were talking about that a while ago um and um it was a big event actually it was like way before sort of lockdown it was sort of like whew, it's gonna be about 14 months ago or something now um these things are, are sort of growing aren't they you know, the, the, the tr- there's a trend growing. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think um, <clears throat> when it comes to like um, Shrewsbury for rap as well, it's we're like the town of flowers. It's weird, isn't it? I think there's like a stigma about saying that you rap as well. There's almost, I wouldn't say it's an embarrassment, but there's also a point where I'm like, yeah, I make rap music. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah, you're, you're one of them. You think you're a rapper. And um, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, uh, but I think it's changing. I think the stigma is changing a little bit. Yeah, it has dramatically. Like, you're there's so much more rap music around now 
than yeah. I'd say there was about five or even ten years ago. Yeah, I think that with that ten years ago piece, though, there was a certain like you when you were a rapper, you were like a rapper, and you rap. Yeah, there was about a stigma as well. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now, I think you can pretty much talk about anything in the genre whatsoever, and um, you know, people are commended when they play the guitar really, really well. But like, I put words together to a point where I think. Uh, I compliment a beat and I think that's just as much of an art as being able to play you know guitar really really well so I'm glad the stigma well, is changing to be fair you even get some of these pop singers now that like in the, like the bridge or part of their chorus or something they'll have rapping in it yeah yeah because it is a huge thing that everyone's getting on with now yeah I think people are just changing the way that they think about it which is cool yeah. uh that's not a new thing though isn't it I mean um uh, Aerosmith did it and uh, you know the, the Beastie Boys and the, oh, there's, there's so many people that have incorporated really good music with with hip-hop um, but I think what's yeah. happened with with uh, the, the same things happen with hip-hop that, that's happened with a lot of genres of music they create sub-genres right so you can't just have rock anymore you've got to have rap metal and you've got to have this kind of metal same with ra- mm. um, rap you've got mumble rap you've got you know, all sorts of different types of rap and, and that's where everything sort of gets different then because you can't like you said uh matt you can't just be a rapper anymore you've got to be a fit into that sort of slot haven't you yeah and i think that's why um you can float in and out of genres much easier though like the, the creation of sub genres makes it difficult to label yourself if that's what you want to do but you can float so much easier like i've got some work going on at the moment with a rock band that i'm I'm working on in the background. I rap over trap beats. I do it over traditional hip hop beats. There's all sorts of ways that you can move, and and I'm pretty much up for doing anything. Like my one of my favorite genres is Motown. Like I absolutely love Motown, and I would love to be able to incorporate more of that into the music. And it's just finding the way that you do it, finding the pocket. Motown is fantastic. It's like music you can really like sort of lean into, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? I don't think it will ever go out of style either, will it? It'll never age, will it? It's just it's just fantastic. And um, I feel like Motown is going to be one of those things that just stays and stays and stays. And people do different interpretations of it down the line, but it's always going to be, you're going to go back to like your Benny Kings and people like that, and it's just going to stay. Um, and that would look, uh, hip-hop, uh, you know, sort of rap has been very famous for pushing the, the the boundaries of sort of expressing themselves and sort of like but in the 90s you always have that stern sort of Karen like this music is for the devil I don't want my children listening to this it's awful right when really oh, wow. really it, no it's true have you seen the videos have you watched like the history of hip hop yeah. you know it's just mm. awful and i get it it was new it was scary but it's expression it's like it's like that's the best thing about sort of nwa and the, the music of that era it was like telling true stories that's exactly what's going on right now and we're going to tell you how it is exactly how we think it should go um and that's that's what i love about hip hop and it does make the hair stand up on the back of my neck sometimes um i think it's um i think it's a genre that um just allows people to to speak way more freely than every any other genre as well. Mm. It doesn't like there's always a certain um like mystique about the lyrics when it comes to rock or it comes to a different genre of music. Well when it's rap, it's like you are just saying what you're saying and it can't really be interpreted in any other way than the way that you want it to be portrayed, which is which is good. Mm. Mm. And you can literally layer it over anything <laughs> to set the mood, you know. Um, the reason I brought that up is we're living in sort of terrible times at the moment. So there's a lot of people dealing with serious mental yeah. health issues, a lot going on politically. Um, you know, there's lots going on to talk about. Um, has it really affected your music the last sort of 12 months? 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think um, anyone that's making music would surely um, would surely say the same thing as well. And whether that be um, the ability to make it if you've not got a studio um, or the content that you're putting out, and I think that's really important. Um, Content-wise, it probably affected me more than anything else because I've got the ability to create the music. So mm. the content was something that uh, it definitely plays a massive part in it. Definitely. Have you have you created anything that's based around the situation that we're in at the moment? I think there's references to it. I, I mean, I've yeah. put um, I put a track out um, reference to George Floyd situation when that came about, mm. and that actually was the thing that made me rap again. I'd stopped rapping for like six or seven years and um, it just angered me, just really, really, really triggered me. And that was probably the thing that made me get back into it the most. And then I think there's lines and, and things, but um, I'm working on a few bits and pieces at the moment that probably talks about that a little bit more. But as it stands at the moment, I think it's just been the creativity side that's been really good for me. It's allowed me, you know, everybody's got downtime. If I'm not decorating or if the missus hasn't got me doing something that she wants me to do, then I, I've got the opportunity to to write and and craft, really. The uh, the whole George Floyd thing, um, Walking in the Snow by Run the Jewels, stopped me in my tracks. Stopped me in my tracks. I was making coffee or something. I downed tools and I was just like, the first... Mo- Have you heard that, Run the- Walking in the Snow by Run the Jewels? Yeah. I, no, I don't know. Oh my God, no. on the new Run the Jewels album. And it was released literally a week or so after the riot started, right? And there's a bit where he's uh, talking about what's going on and he's talking about how someone uh, uh, whispers, I can't breathe. Like, uh, and it's just, it just a coincidence. I don't, I don't think they'd like written that and released it within a week of all that happening with George Floyd. But like there was a line in there that just hits so close to home and I was just, I, I was just yeah. like, whoa, like time travellers. Like, how did they manage to do that? <laughs> like, it was just crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Run the Jewels for me is like always my go-to for modern sort of hip hop because it's like it's that mixture of sort of old school hip hop with uh, a new idea near the beats with LP. You know, that's that's kind of my thing. With your influences, is it good to mix things up modern and sort of the old school stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gotta be, hasn't it? I think if you can't take inspiration from pretty much everything and whatever that may be, if you like something and you feel like it can really add to the music whatever that may be then uh, then I would always put it in and um you know from like when I first started rapping like Eminem was like massive for me and you know being a white guy making rap music was like Eminem is like your idol um but then you know that sound has massively changed now to more of a trap style and I've progressed with that and I'm still flitting in and out of other things as well so yeah I think so yeah I think new old you know, whatever it may be, whatever you find as inspiration is great to add into the music because I think when people listen to it, they feel it. Yeah. I find it hard. M- Eminem. Eminem's a fantastic rapper, isn't he? Some of those yeah. like quick ones he does. He he is brilliant. Yeah. And like when I think rap, the first thing I think is Eminem. And like yeah. I'm I, I like rap, like I listen to Ren and everything, but I always think Eminem first. Like what got you into doing rap? And did you have like oh. inspirations? And yeah, Eminem, Eminem. I, I remember being in Cyprus. I remember being in Cyprus on a family holiday, and I, I can't remember how, how old I was at the time. But um, uh, Real Slim Shady came on, and that yeah. was that one in particular was the one that com- completely and utterly grabbed me. And that was where I would say that I really, really got involved in it. And all I wanted to listen to was rap music at that point. Um, I 
yeah i mean i'm a I, i'm an i'm an 80s guy grew up in the 90s uh so that is sort of like my bread and butter the, the the earliest sort of dr dre and sort of cypress hill and wu-tang yeah. clan and all that, that sort of stuff that i grew up with even will smith i mean i don't care people are like ah will smith. i loved will smith because he didn't swear it made him more intelligent well, you know? i like that you know will smith can rap but, he, but yeah. the, he can seriously rap. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. It just it, He's like the equivalent of somebody like Chance the Rapper now, where Chance the Rapper is what? He's like a PC, really. Doesn't really swear in anything. Talks about Disney. Has all sorts of different subjects. But he can seriously rap. Seriously mm. rap. And Will Smith's the same as that, man. Yeah, fine to like Will Smith. Don't worry. <laughs> he had that Nickelback <laughs> thing going for a while, wasn't it? When it was sort of cool to hate Will Smith. Well, I thought it was, yeah. it was what I grew up with. Do you know what I mean? Like... Um, and I find it hard to sort of like, I feel like I'm getting old, man, because I listen to stuff like the autotune stuff. Like, um, it's just like, I, I listen to it and I'm kind of like, just turn the autotune off. Have fun with this stuff. Go crazy. What is going yeah. on? Like, I, I don't understand. It seems to be really popular at the moment. I want to go back to old school sort of, that's how, how yeah. like, gritty sort of back music. So sort of, let's tell people how it is. You don't have to rely on machines to do this stuff. Do it yourself, you know? Mm. I, the problem is though is, uh, I don't know how to say this without being rude, really, but it isn't made for you, is it? It's not made for me. It's, it isn't made for... It's, I'm 31. It's not made for me. They're not making that for me. They're making that for 16, 17, 18-year-old kids mm. that are absolutely all over social media. They know exactly what they're doing with everything. They're being built in that era. They're making it for them, and they love it. They absolutely love it. They go crazy for it, in fact. So, yeah, it's for me, uh, lyrics is something that's always going to be massive. So mm. when I hear somebody mumbling in auto-tune, it's just never going to grip me, ever. Mm. Um, I think uh, what's his name that did Sunshine oh what's his name biggest music star in, what's his name um, oh, I'll have to come back I'll put a pin in that one I'll come back to that one in a second well that's why I love Run the Jewels though because Run the Jewels obviously Killer Mike goes back to the old outcast days like that is that's like <clears throat> as old school as it gets right um, and so like you got this new idea of music with LP these new ideas of dubstepy type music with old school hip hop I love that Um I wanted to ask about the name. Where did Ease the Artist come from? Where did that come from? Uh, uh, I've had a few name changes, to be honest. And Ease the Artist is is literally about two months old. And uh, I went to it just because it felt a little bit more um, grown up. I, I, I don't know. I was Mr. Ease for a long time. And it's like mysteries is a play on words. And a play on words is great when you're 20. When you're 31, it felt a little bit. <laughs> I should probably change this, to be honest. And I feel like, in, you know, when we talked about being able to move around genres and, and do different things, I feel like Easy Artist probably works better for that than, than mysteries. Yeah. Um, so that was really the, the inspiration for it. And uh, Ease was just something that I took with me throughout my career, really. It's a bit like uh, your old um, sort of Hotmail account addresses yeah. when you were a kid. Yeah. Big Dog 69. <laughs> <laughs> you have to change that up a bit because we're not 14 anymore. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, how did you sort of make your progression then? Because obviously it's, it's all well and good sort of rapping to Eminem in your bedroom uh, and thinking yeah. I can be a rapper to actually going out there and doing it in front of people. What was that like for you as a progression? Yeah, I mean, you start terrible, don't you? You start terrible at anything. The first time you pick a guitar up and you try and have a strum of a guitar, it's never going to be very good, is it? So I think I think it's it's practice, isn't it? It's such a cliche thing to say, but practice makes perfect. And the more and more you do something, the more and more you try it, and the more different people that you work with and you listen to and you take inspiration from, um, you just get better and better at doing it. And I just... Um, 
English was actually a subject at school that I always really, really liked as well. And I think it stems from that. I think um, I enjoyed writing. I actually enjoyed the way that writing looks as well. I was really into topography and calligraphy and all of those things. So, um, yeah, it was. it's all stemmed from that. I've always enjoyed words and then just trying to put them together and make them sound good uh, over the top of a beat or whether it be a cappella, however it is that you're going to do it. That's always been something that's massively intrigued me. So, yeah, practice. Practice to you to answer your question. It's not that easy, though. <laughs> it's not that easy because I'll I tell you, I love English, right? I, 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 great, I do a lot of reading. I was, I've got a you know good GCSE mark in English, but I'm standing in the kitchen making my cup of tea, right? And I'm trying to just wrap stuff on the top of my head. I'm awful. I get like two bars in, and I'm like done. Like that's it. I, yeah. I, I, two bars is good for me. Like, <laughs> you, you're using I'm, a different really... medium. I'm I'm really into it. It was like the very very first lockdown. Um, I had one of my friends, and she came and lived at mine in the first lockdown. And we were sitting on the sofa one night, and we were just like, one of us just started doing a beat, and the other one just started rapping, and it just continued. And it's now this con- this is now this ongoing thing where it's like every lockdown we create a new verse of it. I don't know why we're doing it, <laughs> but we are. And it all started with like, um, oh, I, I don't even want to repeat it. It was terrible. But we had um, uh, a poet. Um, a couple of months ago I spoke to her no it was um, when we had people in the studio and I spoke to her about it and it was just oh, I just couldn't even repeat it then it's just so funny but it's one of those things that I think rapping is you've got to be in the right headspace haven't you really you can't just walk yeah. alongside doing it or can you walk alongside doing it no no I can't no I, like, um... we get these people that do rap battles <laughs> and everything like that yeah no, not really. I think for me, I, I enjoy the technical aspect of writing something down and um, yeah, trying to. I, I tend to not write without a beat. So I work with producers and they'll send me um, instrumentals. And from that instrumental, then I'll create what I feel fits on that instrumental. And I'll pick the subject matter. And the, the really, the inspiration comes from the sound that is playing. And then at that point mm-hmm. now, I then construct around that sound. So that's the way that I do it personally. Do you like to hide people in, in your lyrics? Like, you know, sort of, uh, there's some people, I don't know, the Chili Peppers, for example, they would write these most, the most bizarre lyrics that doesn't mean anything. But really, there's a, there's a message behind it that's hidden. Do you do that? Uh, or are you straight out with it? I don't think you, I don't think you can get um, away with that too much when it comes to rap. I mean, subliminals are... I don't know. They're, they're not really my thing. If I've got something to say to somebody or something, then I'll just come straight out and say it, and you'll probably <laughs> know very quickly that I'm saying it. So, um, But I love um, I love just double meanings, metaphors, and I love all that. I love uh, I love playing with things to, to um, throw the listener off a little bit. Do you ever hear, like, some rap that you just really, really don't like? Like, there's certain parts of it that yeah. some people do that you don't agree with? Everything yeah, that's been yeah. released post 2002. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is for me personally, I probably would go along with something along that, that, that lines. And it's not, it's just because the genre's moved on and the genre's moved on mm. from what I perceive the genre to, to be or how I enjoyed it. But as I said, I, stood, I would still take inspiration from the way that certain things sound now. It's not the end of the world that things sound, um, you know, mumbly or however that looks and feels you can still add elements of that into what you're doing and still rap in the way that you do i'm never going to make a mumble rap track ever i'm always just going to rap and um but i can still take the inspiration from the way that like the 808 sound or the drum pattern sounds or something along those lines you know i mean 
It is. It is. A, it's a hard thing to sort of balance, isn't it? Because I'll just mention the Chili Peppers, and they're actually a perfect example of of music musical chameleons. Because if you listen to the stuff from the eighties and the, and the early nineties, it's very much and then they go into like the noughties where it's all like sort of emo rock music like that we're used to. And then it was the singer songwriter stuff. They kind of molded their way through sort of the decades. So you've got to kind of try, I guess, to sort of fit in with today's audience. I think you're absolutely right. And I think if I was making 80s hip hop now, it would appeal to a particular niche of people. But rap is already a niche. So if you niche a niche, then you're really appealing to a really small section of people. And the thing that everybody really wants to do, regardless of whether they want to admit it or not, is they want to appeal to the masses. And that's what everybody wants to do. So you take certain things and you use certain things in the music that is current. And uh, that, that makes the music sound fresh. Yeah. So when you're when you're writing your lyrics, do you know when to stop? Is there some ones that you've mm-hmm. written but you haven't been able to finish? Yeah, I think that happens. I think um, what I really suffered with at one point was writer's block, and um, uh, it's a very very real thing. It was very very real for me anyway. <laughs> and uh, I found the best way to combat it was to probably have like five or six different instrumentals that were in rotation that I was writing to. So once you get stuck on one, you can kind of just move on to the next one. And that was the way that I combated that. But I think there's definitely times I've got I've got things out there at the moment that have been sat there for probably 12 to 18 months. I've just not been able to finish because the inspiration's gone to finish it. So instead of dwelling on it, you just move on to the next one. Makes a lot of sense. Oh, it's Post Malone I was talking about earlier, by the way. I couldn't get his name. Oh, cool. oh there we go. Yeah. Like, because right, that, that, that guy, we were talking about auto-tune and how it messes with people's mm. performances. He sings with a lot of auto-tune, right? That's what he does, right? And I always thought, this guy's an idiot. Obviously, Sunshine's great. I love Sunshine. There's a couple of good songs he's good, but on, on the whole, auto-tune, switch it off, mate. And I thought he was awful until... He did that Nirvana live set, right? He did the Nirvana live set. And I was like, this guy's a genius. This guy is brilliant. And it's just a case of having a bit of, a bit of faith in yourself. Now, speaking yeah. of faith, taking the leap of faith. Um, that's a good segue there. It was. Look at that. Uh, what was it like for you standing in front of people and doing your thing for the first time? Yeah, nerve-wracking, I think. I haven't done it in a long time as well, to be completely honest here. I mean, as I said, I stopped rapping for like seven years up till um, March 2020. So I stopped rapping and at the moment it's we're in lockdown and there's no ability to do it. But I guess we're just stockpiling at the moment to to get ourselves in a position when, we, when things do open up and you can gig that you can go and do it. Um, but nerve-wracking. Never reckon. That's the same as anything. You know, the first time you stand up at work and you do a presentation or whatever that may be, it's nerve wracking, isn't it? It's uh, it's just something that you get better and better at the more and more you do. Yeah, I feel you. Sometimes you have to put you have to put yourself in that position, though, don't you? The, the battle. You do. Stand in front of a, you know, a couple hundred people, ready to battle some guy. And this is why okay, I brought up Crispy, right? Because he came on our show, and he very admittedly said, "I'm not good at this, but I'm going to try anyway." Right? Uh, he's, uh, he loves the loves the, he's, the sport of it, you know. He's he's better than he's trying to make out. He's better than he's trying to make out. I don't know um, Crispy. I actually my only one. Uh, knowledge of him was he came to the vaults um, probably about 10 years ago and we were doing a, a bit of an open mic set there and he jumped on stage and he was rapping in an American accent and everybody knew that he wasn't like American and they just booed him off the stage to be honest so that was my only real like uh, knowledge of him and then he pops back up um, 
doing like don't flop and stuff like that. And he's he's um very technical with the very words. Very brave. And very brave. He is brave, incredibly brave. I think um if you wanna, you know, he says he's got a lot of American friends and stuff like that, and that's where he takes it from, and so be it. You know, if he wants to rap in an American accent, then so be it. Um but, you know, he, he's very technical and a lot better than... If he's trying to say that he's not very good at it, then he's being modest, I would say. Um, I think it brings up an important point because he's very true to himself. He does what makes him happy, and that's great. But So when we talk about music, uh, when we talk about writing, when we talk about th- podcasts, I don't know, whatever, the, 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 the positives towards mental health and taking your feelings, putting them on paper, turning them into music, um, is that something that you're a, good, a big advocate for? Yeah, massively, massively. I think um, I think if you, I personally find that documenting struggles is probably the way that I deal with it. And I think that anybody that's listened to the music and really took in what it is that I've been saying, they can probably note that I've had my struggles and gone through it and I've recorded them and talked about it at length. And um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great healer, a great healer. Mm. Do you have anything that you've now put out there in the world that you wish you hadn't? No, because I've never really directly talked about my life. I've, what, I've, what I've done is I've talked about aspects or influences mm. from it and picked pockets of it and twisted it and manipulated it. And um, So no, not really. I mean, there's some, probably some earlier stuff that when I wasn't as good as what I think I am now, <laughs> but I'd probably like to remove. But yeah, other than that, no, not really. No, I'm, I'm pretty happy with everything that I've got. But this is, I mean, yeah, so you're talking about your big dog, 69 days, you know, there's, there's, there's I mean, yeah. like that, this is what we're talking about with like, <laughs> people like Eminem, right? So Eminem, well, I love his earlier stuff when he was angry and raw and hungry, you know, and he was, ha- yeah. he was attacking people. Whereas they're like, even when it was the uh, machine gun, Ke- uh, machine gun Kelly stuff, like where it was like there was this battle thing, it wasn't as raw as the stuff that we were used to. It was it was like yeah. forced, <laughs> really forced. Um, I think. Um, yeah. Sorry, dude. No, go on. go on. I think I think he he's ran out of things to say, and that's what I said when you know my early influences with Eminem was I, I loved him, I absolutely loved him, and and he he obviously had um, a particularly difficult upbringing. Um, trying to be the person that he was in the genre that he was in as well was always going to be difficult. And I think once you've heard that once or twice, you've kind of heard it. And if you're going to continue and continue and continue to beat the drum of that same thing, people eventually are going to get bored of you, especially Mm -hmm. in this day and age as well, because people are fickle. So like there's, there's that aspect of it. And for me personally, I don't particularly enjoy Eminem stuff anymore. And that's like my childhood hero. But when I listen to him now, I'm like, I almost feel like he's tainted his legacy with the way that he's gone about his music now. He is amazing at putting words together. There's probably nobody in the world that is that is as good as him as putting words together. But just putting words together doesn't mean anything. It doesn't hit people. People don't feel it. You know, it's just being very good at rapping now and that's all he's really got and you know he has like little pockets where he can talk about the sorts of like um hate that he receives and stuff like that but other than that it's just a bit it's a bit wishy-washy um i don't think it matters about what you're rapping about or what you what music you're making actually whether it's jazz whether it's um rock whether it's hip-hop whatever if it's passionate 
it's beautiful and I, like my 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 playlist is so just different so my my boy is so confused by my he's six <laughs> right he's so confused by my music tastes because i'll have i don't know frank carter and the rattlesnakes come on and play something quite angry and then they'll have a, i don't know weezer come on and then it'll be run the jewels and or you know i'll kind of turn that down a bit it's a bit sweary but you know what i mean like yeah. or hollywood undead i like it when like genres meet we got rock and rap together things like that it's just beautiful you know, especially yeah. I'll listen to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what's uh, what's the what's lockdown been like for you then with uh, with producing music, lyrics, things like that? Is, oh. is it, it's been, is yeah. It... I'm a bit of a hermit anyway, to be honest. I'm a bit of a I like I don't <laughs> really like to go out too much and do too much anyway. So, you know, having that restriction has probably not affected me as much as it's affected other people. And as I said to you, you know, the creativity thing for me has been has been great. You know, the downtime where you might have to go out and do something or you've got something planned or um, something along those lines is, is no longer there. So you have the opportunity just to be creative. So it's been great for me. Um, I think it's tough, though. I think it's tough for everybody in general. And the mood around, that's probably the, the biggest issue for me is that the mood around everything is pretty glum and um, nobody's particularly enjoying it which is which mm. is tough yeah i mean like i feel like if you if you if you're creative and you've got like an ability where you can sit and make things i feel like that's a superpower right because during lockdown there's a lot of people just sat on fortnite and there's only so much fortnite yeah. you can play or you know there's yeah. nothing there for you to i mean like this is why i think it's great to like pick up a new skill and try and learn something new i, I know i yeah. have i've learned to do so much i learned how to like make properly edit youtube videos and make things look better and stuff yeah. like that um do you get much time during lockdown to sort of practice around the house and things like that is uh, are you are you in a forgiving environment um, i i drive my girlfriend wild she's like you're playing that same song again i'm like yeah it's just uh it is what it is at the end of the day but um yeah no i get a lot of time i get a lot of time to do it she's a good girl to be fair nice because i know I, i'm the same I'm, I'll be like, oh, I would have come get a microphone to work. Or so she, she's used to it. Like, you know, today, I mean, we're recording between 10 a.m. right up until sort of five o'clock. We're recording today. She's fine with it. Yeah. She's cool. She'll give me some grief later, but she's fine for now. Um, <laughs> do you go through certain phases then with, with music? Do you have to, like with me, I uh, I go through a phase where if I find an artist that I link onto for a little bit, like you said, you, you're just saying about listening to the same song and over again, I will listen to an album over and over and over and over. Mm. Yeah, I think that's when you know you've got a good album, though, right? I think there's because music is so accessible and there's so much of it now, and there's so many different people that are creating it. I think if you're going to go back to something and play it over and over and over again, the chances are that's a really, really good album and one that's probably going to stick with you for a long time. So, um, but yeah, I, def I definitely have that as well. I definitely flip from particular artists and genres at particular times, and that probably massively influences what I'm doing at that time as well. Um, I'm stuck on Highly Suspect at the moment, a new band that I've found. And they're like they're like um, Kings of Leon, better than Kings of Leon, so much better. But then he'll rap as well. And he'll sing about some of the most like candid, vulnerable, sort of naked things, sort of the things you don't normally just want to tell people. And he'll just sing about it. And I love that. It's so brilliant. And you kind of, I latch, I've latched onto that for some sort of reason. There's a reason why I've listened to those lyrics and gone, I like this. I'm going to listen to it about 15 times today. You know, yeah. and you can't always pinpoint that, can you? You know, it's just what it is. It is what no. it is. I think Sonic. No, I get like I get like that with my Spotify. 
Yeah. You know, like when, when you're on Spotify and you have your light songs <clears throat> and there's always like the three at the top, you just play constantly. It's like going to my light songs on Spotify and just keep on going and going and going. And now my friends, every time they get in my car, they're like, no, it was like, you keep overplaying it over and over again. And I think you do find some ones that you just never get bored of. Um, My, my top 10 songs, um, my first top 10 songs on my 2020 year in review uh, is a Weezer song I can't say because it's a swear word Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes which is a sort of heavy metal Pork and Beans by Weezer No Vaseline by Ice Cube <laughs> Hollywood Undead and Ooh La La Ah Wee Wee by, uh... <laughs> and then there'll be the odd uh, sort of uh, kids YouTube thing that my little boy's sort of like because he uses my YouTube thing on the TV so uh, I'll get like FGTV kids song or some sort of <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy um i think i think you're awesome i think you've got like so much talent um what have you what are you, you working on at the moment like are you releasing new music are you are you, are you being helped by anyone to sort of move music around yeah not not really helped from anybody to um you move music around so to speak um no like um team behind me or anything like that it's just me and and jamie uh, goes by the name of jib so um he's the producer that puts the majority of the beats together um that i work on and yeah just uh, continuing to make music make lots and lots of music i put a new track out this week that has had um, a really nice reaction as well at the moment to be fair so no nah, it's good it's good well, you know, I, I might get in touch with you, see if you can make me some music for you. So I always wanted like um, some sort of parody rap of us at the beginning of uh, when we la- launched one of our shows. Oh, he's here again with his microphone. Like, so, like, that's a use of, oh, right. I, I don't know, just take, just absolutely go crazy. Just, just imagine. Just his, roast his us. His mind lets him run wild. <laughs> I love stuff like that. I think it's great, you know, because uh, it's all about being honest with yourself. I mean, there's so many times when I'm doing this, like the last week or so, I've had a really bad run of shows, right? Where she, oh, I've done a show and I'm quite tired and I haven't written much down. And I, I mean, I did one last night, which was really good. But last week I was just like, I'm really not doing really, really good with what I'm doing. Right. So yeah. I was kind of running out of steam. But then you get like an idea, you get an idea and you're like, oh, and it just like, it propels you into doing more things, doesn't it? It, it, it inspires you to go forward. Yeah. You know? I think you can, you can hit a rut with anything that you're doing, whatever medium it is that you're using. I think you can hit a rut with, and, and it's all about just trying to develop a strategy to get out of that rut as well. Mm. I think that's really, really important. And if just a little bright spark can get you there, fantastic. Um, some people it takes more definitely takes more than me I have to go probably for about a week or two weeks lol while I'm writing stuff and just deleting it writing stuff and deleting it and then all of a sudden something sticks I'm like great here we go again and then I might might make two three four songs off the back of that and then go for another little lull again and it's just just about continuing to try isn't it mm, yeah I mean what are you like D what what do you use for inspiration when you're going for a lull because I know you're you're quite a creative cat you know you like to come up with new ideas and stuff yeah, I do. I, I do like to be creative. I don't know. I think when I go, um, it's like t- today I'm having a bit of like a, a weird zony day because of yesterday, which is pure chaos in my car and everything. Um, but I'm quite a positive minded person anyway. So I try not to let myself get down. I just find like talking to other people does bring me back up again. Because um, with this lockdown, I think I'm such an extrovert person. I'm not very introvert at all. 
So my worst thing for me to do is stay away from everyone <laughs> and everything. And and it's so weird because all my hobbies involve me being by myself. <laughs> so I think I am definitely my worst enemy when it comes to when you're having lows and everything like that. I I, I don't know. I think I'm just my worst critic. I, somebody said on my show last night that I've... You are, you are 100%. You are your worst critic. David Raby, uh, my friend from California, was like, Alex, you create your own problems, dude. And I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I definitely do. I definitely do. Um, Matt, what, what would you say to sort of young people that want to get into hip-hop? Um, uh, what advice would you give them to, to go out there and make a name for themselves or just go out there and do it? You know, what would you say to them? I mean, <clears throat> when it comes to going out there and making a name for themselves, I haven't got a clue because if I had a clue what I was doing, I would probably have a name for myself, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, all I would say is just continue to practice, continue to practice. And if you enjoy doing something, then it should never be about trying to make it. That should be that should fall second, really. That's the utopia. Mm. That's what you want to work towards. For me personally, you know, I love doing this. I love doing it. I love losing hours. I mean, when you talk about lockdown and and you know not having something to do or playing on Fortnite, I can be, I can lose three or four hours in what feels like a flash of of light. Honestly, it just it falls away when I'm making something. So, yeah, keep going. If you enjoy it and and you have fun doing it, then keep doing it. I feel like, but when I when I'm doing this stuff and you're making your music, I feel like the worst thing to do is to reach for the stars straight away. Right. It's going to be like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the new Macklemore. I'm going to be the new this. I'm going to be do that. Right. Create a small congregation, you know, try and inspire a couple of people, you know, because no one can be a musical Messiah from the get go. You know, it's very rare that happens. It does happen, but very rarely. I think you're spent to enjoy, you're supposed to enjoy your small community. For, for a little bit, aren't you? <clears throat> I completely agree. And I think getting a group of people that will, and even if it's 10 people, if those 10 people will religiously listen to you and share you around, then that 10 people will become 20 people. And that 20 people will become 30 people. But the problem that you've got is that everybody is just expecting this huge acceleration straight out of the gate. I'll make one track. I'm going to go and chart. I'm going to be number one. I'm just... It's never going to be like that. You've got a graft and you've got to put work in, and that's so important. And there is something that does worry me a little bit about this generation where I do think I don't know whether they put that graft in or understand that that graft is something that they've got to put in, and it definitely makes me fear for it a little bit in all aspects of of, um, of life, to be fair. And that's not saying that some of them don't, but just it feels like huge pockets of them don't understand it or they give up a little bit easy, and it's about, being, about having some tenacity. And just continuing to do it. Yeah, I think it's that YouTube generation where it's kind of like, you know, when you've got Ryan, who's like eight, nine years old, made $20 million from playing with toys. They expect <laughs> the same success to happen to them. Same as me, right? Same as me. Like, you suck. It's got, what, 51 subscribers. Like, you know, I've been doing this two years. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not just going to happen because you think it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Continue to put out good content. Continue to make quality. And I think that's what gets missed quite a bit at times as well, is just because you're making something doesn't mean that it's not that it doesn't mean that it's good, but it's got to be of a standard. And then you've got to be able to market that in the right way as well. There's so much to do with the way that you market your product at the moment that Mm. I haven't figured it out. I have to be honest. I don't, I don't fully know what I'm doing when it comes to the marketing side. I'm trying to pick it up and I'm trying to learn because when I was 
rapping before it was about going out and trying to have gigs and send your cd around and i mean <laughs> now we are in a completely different world where you've got to navigate social media and, I, and i'm not 100 percent sure on what it is that i'm doing but i'm trying to work it out and i think that you know that's a that's a massive part of it marketing is a massive massive part of it when you do release something what are you mm. finding that at the moment with the situation rolling? What's your best way to do? Like, do you just put it on Spotify and then tag one about it? What are you, what's your thing? Um, yeah, few, uh, <clears throat> do you know what? I've tried a few different ways. And, and BBC Radio Shropshire have been fantastic on introducing yeah. side of things for me. They've really, um, they've really plugged me. And me and Hayley got collaboration a year last year um, from Michaela. And that was great. That's a really nice thing to be able to put up and tell people because instantly when success happens, even, you know, relatively small success, it's something that people like to bandwagon as well, which is great. Um, Mm. So I find that that when I come to release something really is I'll try and put a few little snippets up here and there almost to try and get interest but then I've tried it a different way where I've just gone right I'll just release this straight out but it's always Spotify Apple all of the different streaming sites YouTube wherever it is that you can put it try and send it into some blogs here and there send it across all of your social medias and yeah, just try and try and be as annoying as possible <laughs> yeah mm, okay well maybe we can talk after this right because maybe uh, I wouldn't want to ask you to make uh, something for me for free because I feel like I should pay artists. Well, I don't have any money at the moment, but if we can make something small and short for you, Sock, we can advertise you as a rapper. I think I'd be I fun. will. I will 100% work with you for free. I, I thank you for the opportunity for coming on. So I will 100% do something in return for you. Nice. Okay. I'm happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I actually just wanted, wanted to roast us like actually just ruin us at the beginning of the show because I think it'd be funny oh, I just want the, the fans to find that <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, oh. Matt you've been awesome to speak to uh, where can people find yeah. you on social media and stuff Tell me. yeah easy artist over uh, Facebook YouTube uh, Spotify uh, Apple Music etc and then socially ease on um Instagram, Twitter, anything that's a that's a handle is socially ease. So you find me there. Nice. Nice. Dee, have you got any more questions before we get out of here? Um, we mentioned before about you having anything in the pipeline. Have you got any planned releases you've got coming up? The plan for 2021 is to release two tracks a month. It hasn't quite, quite come off in the month of January because of the situation that we find ourselves in and that kind of <laughs> being sprung on us. But the plan is to try and get two tracks out a month um, each month in 2021. I've released a track uh, yesterday um, on streaming sites, on YouTube, etc. So that's just come out, my new one. Um, and I'll probably have something in a couple of weeks' time as well. Nice. Nice. Well, I think yeah. you've been great to speak to. And if anybody, Brilliant. if anybody wants to get in touch with Matt, um, uh, you know, sort of talk about music, there you go. That's where you can find him. And that, that's uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I'd like to tell you guys about our website as well, which is www.theshrewsforbiscuitpodcast.co.uk, and that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, go and see them. They make great stuff. Honestly, go and check them out. Um, also, I want to talk to you guys about sort of like what we're going. We're going to be doing with our streaming soon. We're going to. I'm going. To, we're going to put a, uh, start streaming on YouTube and Facebook and stuff because um, I think that's uh, it's just progression for us. But I had this idea for a virtual marketplace where we're going to start like, every couple of weeks. We do a live stream, bring on some traders, 
talk about what they trade and offer like I don't know offers during the stream and the live stream and stuff. I think that's going to be a really good idea. If anybody wants to get involved with that, just get in touch with us via the website and uh, we can plan something. Um, D, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to apologize again about how terrible I look. No one can see you at the moment. You're fine. We can see you. Yeah, you no look- one. No one else. Matt can see me. You can see me. You're I lovely. Look, Don't worry about it. You, I look like me. You can't. Uh, you look like a million you look times. You like me. It's me. I, I'm the. I'm. Oh, catfish is a terrible word. Um, <laughs> me. Me in my natural state is quite a horrifying thing. Even I, my mum says it doesn't even look like me. Me without my face on. <laughs> well, I, 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 I can't just throw makeup over this. You know, I can't. Just... <laughs> beard, yeah. I'm vibing the beard. I'm loving it. It's a bit out of control at the moment, but thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'm gonna I'm going to take the <laughs> apple. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Um, Matt, thank you very much for joining us. Dean, you. you're always awesome. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace out, guys. Bye.